Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client focused, global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And hello again, everybody. This is Stephen Julian. Yes, that's right. On Monday through Thursday, I am just a mild-mannered independent financial advisor helping clients as best I can. But on Friday, I am allowed to escape my office. I am allowed to come down to the beautiful Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the wonderful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel and the Business Radio X Studios and allowed to be the slightly annoying co-host to Tiffany Crewman. Hey, Tiffany. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad that you are still allowing me <laughs> as we end 2017 to be your slightly annoying co-host. Yes. What would I do without you? What um, if I'd probably have labor a better, today? Well, okay. Yeah, I would have probably tried <laughs> to do the show alone and failed miserably. Yes. But you're not going into no. labor today. So not we, yet. we made it to the end of 2017. You yes. get to do this last show today. Yes. And then you get some weeks off mm-hmm. until uh, you become a family of five. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. I, there was a Facebook video of you. If you're not following Tiffany, go to <laughs> TiffanyCrewmans.com, follow her on Facebook, all those things. There was one Facebook Live video you showed of that that sweet little child inside of you. Yeah, they kick you. Yeah, man. Right, yeah, man. I, it's a. It, they were having a. They were uh, having salsa practice in yes. there because your 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 belly was moving. Uh-huh. People Women still know. rubbing your belly and saying, you know, oh, yeah. when's it? okay. Well, are right. you having twins? The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Nothing has been said in the studio today. No, right? So not that's by good. any of you. And uh, you, you've got a. We got some great guests today, right? Yes. Uh, we are. Yes. We are thrilled to have with us uh, Chevy Arnold. She is with CEA Consulting. We're going to be talking about financing uh, your business and and all kinds of stuff finance. And also from FSI, we have Gifford Pace and Forrest Marbit. So we are excited to have them in the studio. Uh, excited to have you guys here. So we're going to start uh, with Chevy. Chevy uh, Arnold is. Uh, from CEA Consulting. Chevy, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. CEA Consulting tells me you do some consulting, but there's a lot of different types of consulting. So tell us about your company and what you do. Right. So I founded the company to work with entrepreneurs and young companies up to about $10 million in revenue. Um, I help them think through their financing strategies, their funding options, and also their exit strategies. So for those companies that are looking to raise capital that might not quite know who to go to, um, I help them think through all those strategic and financial decisions. And when did you start the company? Um, I actually started it back in 2006, okay. um, but have had kind of a varied career in and out of investment banking uh, since then. So I was going to say, before we get into the the nuts and bolts of, of financing, um, you didn't start the company because you read, you know, financing for dummies and, well, oh, I can do this with people. <laughs> That's right. Uh, talk a little bit about your background and, and, and what what credibility you bring because of what you've done in the past. So I spent most of my career in later stage investment banking. So that's doing mergers and acquisitions and raising capital for primarily middle market private companies. So most of the transactions that we did were between about 25 million up to, I don't know, about 600 million. So 
spent a lot of that time doing sell-side transactions where I was selling a company or raising capital. And it was all across the um, capital structure. So from regular you know, senior debt, mezzanine, and um, equity as well. So like product quick start, she basically went backwards she, in a good way. She decided <laughs> to work with smaller companies, but right. she has the knowledge of the, the larger companies. Right. It's a lot more fun working with yeah. entrepreneurs and younger companies that, you know, they really need that, right. that assistance and, you know, that, that, you know, strategic help and, um, you know, transactions are great. You learn a lot. You work with a lot of great, very sophisticated management teams, a lot of great experience, but it's very transaction oriented. So once the deal's done, you're done, you've moved mm-hmm. on, and then you go on to the next transaction. And with my consulting firm, I really try to work, you know, and establish longer term relationships. So I'm wondering where, I, I guess for, so let's, let's focus now, we've gotten your background. So let's focus now on kind of where you are now and, and the, the companies you're working with now. I, I would think if I was an entrepreneur listening to this show, which we hope you are, and we're glad you are, uh, glad you are, and stay with us. My thought: Oh, great finance, and I need to call her. So give me the contact information. <laughs> where does it start? Where do you try to start to kind of find the um, the people you can actually help? You know, kind of what's your niche? What's a sweet spot for you? What's what's the right type of financing? So it's it can go from really you know early stage helping them think through kind of what do I need to do to to prepare to raise capital, looking at friends and family, seed, angel investors, up to venture capital. So, so maybe we start with that. Can okay. we start with the people who are who are sitting at home and you know they've they've taken that, you know, four thousand dollar loan from their dad and that's how they started their business. Can you help them understand when um, that next step is? You know, when when do they hit a level that they need to actually start looking for investors or funding? So once they if they've established, um, you know, a company and they've got a product, they may have a prototype. They're, um, you know, maybe have a few customers. Once they have some market validation, that's really where I can start getting involved because that's where you can start attracting outside investors. So if you've kind of gotten through the friends and family, you've exhausted kind of your own personal, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, financing, and and you've gotten lines of credit, and you've really maxed out where you can go personally. Um, then it's time to take start reaching out to outside investors. So let's be clear. I mean, if you were talking to your best friend and they were going to go down this road, that's pretty much the route everybody needs to take, correct? Mm-hmm. In the beginning. You're not going to go and get, although Shark Tank has kind of given this illusion of right. going with an idea, especially with my product, it was just an idea. You're not going to typically get a, an investor at that stage. You need to build it's something Extremely difficult to get an yeah. investor at that stage. And I think you're right. I mean, Shark Tank has, it's a great show, but mm-hmm. it's a show. It's right. a reality show. So they do a lot mm-hmm. of it for the, you know, story. A reality show that doesn't necessarily follow reality all the time. <laughs> right. Um, it's not no. easy. <laughs> so I was going to ask you to unpack the phrase market validation, because that seemed to be mm-hmm. a, a pretty triggering phrase of when... They might be looking to go beyond just personal financing. So what do you mean when you say market validation? So if you've created a product, you need to go out and see, like, is this something people want? You know, is it something that is sellable? Is it something that larger retailers are going to want? Is it something that I can distribute on a large scale? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to be able to manufacture it on a larger scale? And, and can I find mm-hmm. the right manufacturer to do this product for me? So it's really going out there and saying, Number one, there's demand. Um, and I know what channels I need to go through to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Product Quick Start basically does. I mean, that's our other partner, our other, um, yeah, our other show partner. And they basically take you down that road of figuring out 
you know, is this even valid? Well, and I think that's where also our partners in the studio yeah. with FSI, if, if they're helping you with mm-hmm, the shipping mm-hmm. and fulfillment, then they can tell you how things are going and whether it's just sitting on their shelves or whether it's going out the door. Right? Yes. I mean, I think that, that was going to be one of the questions we were going to ask them later. So, um, so we've talked about market validation. You kind of talk about starting. And what I like is, you know, you started the interview kind of talking about your past and how it was very transactional. What you're doing now is not very transactional. It's more relational, isn't it? No, it's more relational. It's more advisory work. Yeah. So, you know, just really educating my clients on the best path to finding capital and what they need to do also from a financial projection standpoint. I mean, unfortunately, numbers are scary. A lot of entrepreneurs aren't familiar with putting together financial projections. Um, So I help them through that process. And you really need to know, you know, how much capital you're looking for and what it's going to be used for and over what time frame. And, you know, what a big mistake that entrepreneurs make is they say, oh, I need... X amount of dollars, and I'll. That my first question is, great. What's it going to be used for? <laughs> and they'll to build my company, right? And they don't have like a clear answer or a clear path as to what you know over a time frame over what that capital is. Well, what be was used your for. example before the show? You said somebody asked for yeah, anywhere from so, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, to- they gave me this huge range between you know, oh, I'm looking for about two hundred fifty to about you know four million dollars or whatever, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, that's a huge disparity in the amount of capital that you need. Um, So let's try to define that a little bit better. And an investor, if you go out, you know, if you are going out to a more sophisticated investor, um, accredited angel or a venture capital firm, they're going to want to know exactly what that money amount that you need and what it is used for. Mm -hmm. So when when you say financial, so I I guess part of my job is to ask the ignorant questions uh, (laughs) and be the slightly annoying co-host in financial projections. Do all entrepreneurs know what you mean by that? Or are, are there specific no. breakdowns, cash flow, income? Yeah. So when you're, when you're building a financial model, you're going to have your income statement, which is basically you know, your profit and loss statement. So it's your, your revenue, your costs that are going into making your product, your general expenses, like your fixed expenses, your variable expenses. Um, you're also going to have you know, your balance sheet, which is tough to come up with you know, from for an early stage company, but when you're dealing with you know product companies, um, it's critical because your working capital, which is your difference between kind of your current assets and current liabilities, those are basically your um, accounts receivable, your inventory, your payables, and to really understand how you're going to be using that capital and how it affects your cash flow is critical in t- to knowing how much capital you actually need. So let me stop you there because when I know, we get the really intelligent <laughs> guests in here, sometimes they go right over our listeners' heads. I was following perfectly. <laughs> well, you're a financial advisor, of course you were. Uh, um, so if somebody's just starting out, or not, say they haven't, they're not just starting out. They have proven that they have a um, a great product. It can sell. They've already got their manufacturing in place. And they're ready to do what you just said. Look at the bigger picture. Is that what you do? Is Are you able to sit down with them and kind of consult from that day forward? This is what all of that means. Yeah. I mean, That's it's helping them think position. through their financial assumptions mm-hmm. and their projections and putting kind of putting their growth strategy into numbers. Okay. So they need to understand, you know, if you're, manufac- if you're manufacturing a product, you've got to understand what your pricing model is. If you've you're dying to get into Walmart, this is yeah. what it's going to cost you to, to do that. Right. Yeah. And, and the steps that are needed mm-hmm. to get there. And um, it's just, it's not as easy as everybody right. thinks it is. Right. And, and when I start asking all these hard questions as we're putting, going through a financial model and, and it's excruciatingly detailed, which mm-hmm. is very painful mm-hmm. for a lot of 
um, entrepreneurs to go through, but it's it's things that they have yes. to think through. And an investor will ask those questions. They, I mean, they go immediately to the numbers. They love the story. They love, you know, they need to see that there is scalability to your business, mm-hmm. that there are, you know, different established distribution channels, that people are um, interested in buying your product, that it's something that fills a void, that it's an innovative solution to something that may not be out there already. Um, but they need to see that it's also put in numbers. And, and I think it's I think it's important to note, um, I know that there's at least one listener out there who hears this and then goes, oh, well, I'll just call Chevy and she'll do it for me. That's not what you're doing. You're helping them through the process. Right. That's what consulting is at its core. Exactly. Is, I'm a great handholder. Right. And you <laughs> and and your past, you were doing this for mid to larger yes, companies. Much larger management. Yeah. Companies. And so you're helping people get to that point because it's excruciating, it's hard, and they don't want to do it. But when they do it, that's what helps them become more attractive to investors. That's what helps them attract capital should they need it beyond what they get from friends and family and personal lines of credit. Did I do a good job of summing up? Great job. All right. Take me on all your appointments (laughs) and I'll sum up and then I'll leave. Um, No. uh, So so then the question uh, I think becomes next, let's kind of talk through that attracting capital. So They've, they've done all the personal stuff. They are to the point. They, they've taken your advice. They've got their financial projections. They're kind of thinking through that. They've, they've allowed you to consult and you've done a good job. So now it's just <laughs> as simple as, you know, sending it out on Craigslist or email, here's my stuff. Okay, who wants to come <laughs> talk through that? Because you kind of said this off air too, because I think sometimes people go, well, I'll just go to Chevy and she knows all these people and she'll introduce me. Talk through that now. How do we get, uh, uh, how, how do we get investors? or capital or whatever. It's really important to start building your network early. So talking to other people in your industry, going to different um, networking events that that may be beneficial to your target customer or um, going to different trade shows. I mean, it it is getting your name out there, networking, um, because a lot of investors actually attend these events. Um, There's also investor pitch competitions and things like that Mm -hmm. that you can sign up for. But the more warm introductions that you can get, the better. I like that, warm introductions. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they get bombarded all the time Mm -hmm. from every different direction. And unless you have a warm introduction or somebody knows somebody that they can introduce you to, it's really tough to get in the door. And and you, I mean, I, I might've been a little too harsh. You, you do have some connections and you can oh, help yeah. them. You can give some websites. You can say, here's who I know. Here's what I know. Go look here. Go well, find this. More importantly, this. She'll, she'll make the introduction in the, the right way. Right. She'll approach these people in a way that the door will not be instantly closed. Well, <laughs> and it's just, I help them think about, oh, have you thought about going to so-and-so? Or have right. you thought about, I mean, you know, the Center of Innovation uh, in Manufacturing here in Atlanta, I mean, for Georgia, they have great resources. They know a lot of people. Um, they not, might not necessarily you know, to connect you to investors, but they have a lot of people that for strategic investment, they could introduce you to things like that, where you're a lot of these companies that are much larger. I mean, like a Johnson and Johnson, a Coke, I mean, they all have, a lot of them have corporate venturing arms where they're interested in investing in younger companies and more innovative companies so that they don't have to kind of recreate I want to hear wheel. more about this because I don't know a lot about this. I didn't even really know it existed. I instantly think licensing, you know, but right. so and that's a, I mean, that's a good those? option depending on is that you know, one part of that strategic partnership and you would lump that into one of the things they do or that could be part of the structure that yeah. you work out with them. But um, there's there's just a lot of bigger companies that are looking for smaller, innovative ideas and they're willing to make 
that investment and they're willing to take the risk, which is, you know, it's really changed over the last, I would say, probably five years where you see a lot more of this. And it's a great play for these entrepreneurs because all of a sudden they have a huge platform. They have the, they have the, instant relationships with retailers, distribution mm-hmm, channels, mm-hmm. manufacturers. Like it's what just, types of products would go into something like that? Would it be an improvement on the lid of a bottle of a for Coke or actual products like mine where it goes underneath yeah, it another could be brand? Something or, like yours where it could be something completely, you know, just different that they haven't thought of. I mean, you know, I deal with a lot of um, baby product companies and, you know, like yours, I mean, they have really innovative technology and it's you know, something that may not have already been developed at a larger company like Johnson and Johnson. For yeah, example. Yeah. We are speaking with Chevy Arnold. Uh, she is the uh, CEO of CEA consulting. <laughs> I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, Tiffany, I wish uh, one of one of my uh, resolutions for 2018 is that we find uh, we find a, another great partner and we've got some great ones and we're going to talk to a couple of them in just a second, but uh, find a great partner to get us to where we can uh, uh, post this on Facebook Live and YouTube, um, because you gave a facial expression when she started talking about <laughs> product development arms. I thought you were going into labor, but what I realized <laughs> was, <laughs> what I realized you was know. your vision for the show was being realized by you. You learned something. Oh yeah, definitely. So, well, every time I meet with her, I learned something. Exactly. But. So it was, it, you, you know, yeah. you who have brought a product to market and yeah. now have licensed a product are learning something on oh, your own absolutely. show. Absolutely. I don't know one tenth of, or, you know, what's out there and, or what's and, available to them. And Chevy, all we've done is scratch the surface with you. Um, <laughs> so I, I have one last question that I'm going to let you give all the information. And, and so all of our listeners get your pens poised, ready to write, or, you know, tell Siri to record so that you can get the contact <laughs> Alexa, information. Whoever. But here, here's my, here's my uh, kind of last question. Does it start with a, just a, a, a cup of coffee and initial consultation? You know, is it free to just kind of reach out and, Hey, I think I might need your help. Let me talk to you. Is that where it starts with people? Yeah. I mean, I'm always happy to hear a new idea. Loved, I mean, I'm a consummate com- connector. So if, if something, someone comes to me and I can't help them or that's something that I think it may be a little too early for me to get involved, I'll say you need to do X, Y, and Z and then come back to me or you should go meet with so-and-so because they can really help, you know, on this initial stage or whatever it may be. So depending on the stage of your business and where you are in considering funding options, that's where I, you know, will determine if I can get involved or not. You were, you were involved in a different area of financial services. It still are, right? In the consulting and the, and the exit strategy and all that, but doing financial services the way I do, it always starts with a question, doesn't it? It usually (laughs) starts with, hey, can I ask you something? So don't be scared to ask Chevy a question because she can help you. And if she can't, she knows who can, right? That'd be fair to say. Exactly. All right. So everybody's got their pens. They're all poised. They're ready to, how do, how do people get in touch with you? What's the best, best way to reach you? The best way is probably just through email. So my email address is ca at ceaconsulting.net. So make sure it's .net and not .com. So that's ca at ceaconsulting.net. Or also you could reach out via LinkedIn and it's just Chevy Arnold, you know, at LinkedIn. Fantastic. So. And the and your website, CEA Consulting. Dot net. Dot net. Which is also being in the process of being renovated, like I redone. Just so LinkedIn. yeah. yeah. You're pretty active to, on Did there. you get around to financing for that? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Chevy, thank you very much for being here. Uh, thanks for being part of the show and uh, best of luck in 2018 and beyond. Thank you. Likewise. Fantastic. Before we uh, get to our next guest, Tiffany, I want to remind all of our listeners that the Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International. Client-focused global fulfillment. 20 years strong and counting at FSI. Fulfillment is more than just packing and shipping boxes. 
it's thinking far outside of them. So we thought far outside of our boxes, and we decided to ask Gifford and Forrest to join us from FSI. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Good Thank to you. be here. Yeah, I'm. A, now, this is y'all's first time on the show, although, Gifford, you've been part of the studio audience before. Yes. Um, <laughs> a silent partner. Yes. <laughs> so uh, just as a way of uh, introduction to, uh, to our audience, Gifford Pace is uh, a business development consultant, and Forrest uh, Marbit is vice president and general manager. And I, he said I could say he's Chief Poobah. You love that saying. Yeah, yes. That's one of my favorite <laughs> sayings. So welcome, guys. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. I can call you whatever can, I want. We can roll you. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, listeners to the show have, have heard Seth and Linda and heard us talk about FSI. Uh, but Gifford, since you're in uh, business development, let me let you develop real quick. I read about FSI. Just again, 50,000 foot overview, what you guys do. Inventory management and fulfillment of packages to uh, e-commerce and consumer product good companies. Fantastic. And and Forrest, we were talking about this before the show. It's really cool. Um, sometimes we're always looking for connections of, of guests. And so Chevy's talking about uh, kind of financing. You guys are on the opposite end of that spectrum, right? Yes. I mean, so you don't necessarily, it has happened, but it's rare for a business to come to you that needs financing needs because really they come to you when they're ready to execute the strategy. Yes. When we're ready to start shipping their orders. Yeah. It sounds like in some cases we need to introduce some people to Chevy that let their, let them help yeah. get, get some help there because <laughs> a lot of times we do you. have people come to us that maybe it's a little too early, you know, right. they're not quite ready and we have some product that maybe sits a little while before mm-hmm. it gets off the ground. Um, but uh, the, the ideal situation for us is whenever someone comes to us, who's already been shipping their orders, they've got it off the ground. They're now ready to continue growing their business, but shipping their orders is maybe holding them back. Yeah. And that's where we can step in and help them. Okay, now let us take that on for you. And Gifford, we, uh, we uh, I think the first time you guys were on and we were talking through the show, it was the, the theme was kind of get out of your basement because you're shipping out of your basement and you're doing all your packages in there. What are, uh, Chevy kind of talked about some of the triggering events, uh, of, of, uh, market validation. And that's when you might need to go to the next round for those small businesses that, that are still walking to the UPS store, you know, <laughs> kind of setting it on their front porch. What are some of the things they need? You know, what are some of the triggers that they need to be talking to you? Cause you know, it's like you're ready to take that next step and start using us. We look at the number of orders per month or per week that they're using. Um, typically there's a, there's a break even point where it makes sense because, you know, if they want to pull the car in because of winter, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> know the inventory is taking over too much of the garage, then yeah, that's, that's a pain point where we're talking with them about, and they really want to fix that because, um, or if their family members are tired of packing, um, a lot of <laughs> yeah. times, you know, you too. talked about friends and family earlier and it's like, yeah, I got friends and family that are coming over and we're packing, <laughs> right. over, you know, over the weekend. And everybody uh, pitches in. Yeah, free, every, right? everybody works, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, child labor laws are you know, <laughs> um, a little strict here. Yeah. But uh, but really, that's kind of what happens is when we start understanding about, you know, look, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and they sometimes they have a partner like one one individual I was talking with had a partner that would let him do it. And then when the other partner had to do the fulfillment, they immediately said, we need to talk to somebody who does fulfillment because <laughs> they didn't do well. this was not fun. And I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it was one of those things where, you know, we're talking with him and about ready to sign him on as a client. Well, and you certainly have to make that step. And I think you would agree, Chevy, if you're working with any retailers, I mean, it, it comes to the point of you're, you're now working with certain 
documents that have to go back and forth and timing and you can make or break your business if you have now received an order from a major retailer and you're not in a place like FSI. Well, and we've talked about that before. So, um, you know, either of you could take this, but yeah, the, you guys already have the infrastructure in place and that's not just, we got this big warehouse where we can house your stuff. I mean, it's, you, you know, the rules of, of mm-hmm. the different retailers and what they need and what that code means. And I, I mean, Mm-hmm. Break it down a little bit for me. Sure. And one of the reasons why they would use someone like us, that you're basically paying for what you use and what you need. Mm-hmm. If you're going to warehouse it yourself, you've got a fixed cost of a amount of space, whether you fill up that space or not. With us, you're paying for storage-wise just what you're, you're using, and that's going to go up and down each month. You're also paying for, if you hire employees, you got to pay them for a full day, whether you got enough orders to last mm-hmm. them a full day or not. With us... You're only paying for, on a transaction basis, how many orders you have and paying for that or paying for someone's time, whether that's a couple hours a day or whether it does turn into a full day. But it also helps you scale up to where you suddenly hit it big and you got a ton of orders that need to go out. We've got the people and the the space and the resources and all already lined up and ready to do that. Whereas if you're doing it yourself, you bring in a temp crew, you you suddenly go out and get more space. Mm find a friend. There goes all your profit because it's seriously, I mean, there goes all your profit right out the door. A great example is a lady who um, is doing some bags into Target right now with tissue paper that kind of pops up out of the bag and then folds out. And I just keep seeing it all over all these little inventor um, websites. And she think about her. I mean, she's a, a holiday product. So she's hitting it really big right now. Well, it all goes away, you know, in January or before then. So she could use someone like them for just that just that project, right? I mean, they can yes, come in and do absolutely. stuff like that with you and not be full term. Well, I was thinking of not only losing profits, but you know, Gifford was talking about child labor and friends yeah. and family. You lose friendships, <laughs> losing right? Family. You lose relationships. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Tiffany brought up a holiday product. So, uh, let me ask you guys: we we are in December, and obviously, uh, you're listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show. And whenever you're listening, we're glad that you're listening. We're on the podcast service, and you can download us anytime. But we are in the holiday season. So an ignorant person like me, again, that's my role. I know my role, right? I would think, well, this is your busiest time as, as fulfillment and shipping. Is that the case? It is for some accounts, certainly. Okay. Uh, that, that goes up and down each year, depending on the types of accounts that we've got. Some are, are more health-related, and, and those are, are busier at the beginning of the year. It's, I guess everybody's hitting those New Year's resolutions. and Get buying, my vitamins. You know, got to get in shape. <laughs> uh, We've had, like when Guitar Hero was in their heyday, you know, when they were really big, yeah. Christmas time was a great time of the year for us. Right. Um, you know, it, but different customers have different seasonalities for them. And for us, it, it just, uh, it, it evens out throughout the year. Um, but for on some occasions, yes, it, it is busier around Christmas. All right, Gifford, I'm going to ask you, um, as the business development uh, d- uh, director and staff there, um, what are some of the, what are some Ooh, of the- I got a promotion. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're welcome. As soon as, know, yeah. It does not come with a raise. That was just, yeah, just well, no, the no, name. Just a mention, right? As soon yeah. as the show ends, yeah. you, you yeah. lose it. I lose it. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, Gifford, who are some of the clients that, uh, you know, Forrest kind of said, hey, some seasonal and maybe not during Christmas. Who are some of the clients that you guys work with that the average listener or even other businesses in that sector would go, oh, I wouldn't think to use a company like FSI maybe. You know, who are some of the accounts you guys have? Who are some of the people you've been able to help that we wouldn't necessarily think you'd be able to help? Because we all think of retail stores. We all think of products and gifts and things like that. But but who are some of the people you work with a little unique? Um, 
lot of times you have those companies that are trying to get out the marketing message to their staff, to other businesses that they're opening up or that they're communicating with. Um, let's say a special event happens. If you do a seminar and you've got a thousand, you know, kits that you have to develop, it's like, how am I going to do that? Yeah. And you and you say, hey, wait a minute, I can, I, I've got a thousand of these and I've got all the pieces, but I don't have the labor to do it. And that's where we can fit in. And that's not only shipping, right? You guys, that's where the- No, the we'll build pick, the kit the for We watched yeah. them do that. Yeah. When we did our tour, we saw one of the, right. the projects they were working on. So they right. can say, here's all the pieces right. and here's how we need them arranged. And right. you got, yeah, we'll yeah. put it all together and send them And all then all the promotional items or things like that, that they're, and, you know, that they're putting together and they're trying to get into that goodie bag you know we can build that goodie bag for them and we can build shipping that kit a kickstarter shipping a kickstarter yeah. yeah absolutely or one of those kickstand <laughs> on a bat bike no sorry um yeah. forrest I, i'm going to come back to you because we we kind of started in talking with you about and, and you mentioned the companies that hey we don't want them to have their product just sitting on the shelf right you, you guys want to ship the products for absolutely the company so so talk a little bit um you know, as VP and general manager, talk a little bit about how you guys really try to go beyond just being fulfillment. You know, you guys are you guys are really trying to help your clients in any way you can because as they do better business, you do better business. So, what are some of the ways that you you go beyond just hey, we'll pick it and ship it? Anything we can do to help them, uh, you know, as far as things that we've seen with other clients. Uh, you know, this is what this client did. This is what. You know, this is someone I can introduce you to, you know, anything at all to help them. If we can help them be successful, then we'll be successful as well. We, we can't just take a hands-off approach like, you know, we don't care. We're just going to ship out your orders as, as you receive them. Mm -hmm. um, it, because if they're not shipping anything, we're, <laughs> we're not doing anything either. Yeah. You, know, uh, you, know, you know what I love is FSI, you know, has partnered with us because they want to talk to small business owners. They want to talk to business owners of all sizes. So... I wouldn't necessarily call them the, your competition, but as someone who's not as involved in your industry as you guys are, you know, I think of like UPS store commercials. Okay. So forgive me for bringing them up. I'm giving them free publicity. <laughs> you can take it out of my paycheck. Um, but you know, the UPS store presents itself as, Hey, come to the UPS store, bring your six items uh. that you need shipped and oh, we'll give you a PO box. And I'm not saying they do bad business, but it's completely different from that oh, yeah. and developing a personal relationship with your business development manager for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, but just... Well, and you don't have to think that you're too small to work with someone like them. What yeah. they're saying is there could be a small project you start with and then eventually you're shipping all of your product out of there. Well, Our guest last week was, was the perfect example. Yeah. You remember she said Linda reached out and she wasn't quite ready. Right. And, you know, two years later, yeah. next thing you know, she needed them and she needed their services. And there's a big difference between shipping six packages and 600. Yes. Right. And so that's where we can kind of come in and, and start to look at that. And it is all about networking in terms of, of helping other people figure out what they are doing, what they need to do, where their goal is, what they're trying to do. I mean, that's what we do. We well, sit down with we sit down with people, you know, that have that idea, you know, and they don't have any money. Well, and that other company that now I won't say anymore because now I'm really scared I'm not going to get paid. Um, it would say they they're not going to go, hey. We had some other clients and they did it this way. Hey, we work with this other kind of company and, and you might try this. I, they're not going to give you any advice. You know, right. they're not going to, they're not going to get to know your company other than, oh, you're the guy who comes in and opens that box and I might have a small conversation with you. And, and we deal with startups. It's one of the things that maybe separates us from other companies, uh -huh. other fulfillment companies. We, we've had other fulfillment companies that are, 
maybe much larger than us refer companies our way that they say you have to be a certain size before we'll talk to you. But FSI is someone that you could talk to. One of the best examples we have of that is, is Spanx pantyhose. When Sarah Blakely first got her product started, she called on, I guess, larger companies. And uh-huh. this was 10 or 12 years ago when we were much smaller and contacted us. And we got her off the ground and got her started before she hit it big. I love it. Now, Gifford, so, so common, too. I mean, I see it across the board. People, they, they think because they've reached out to one and, and heard no, you know, you're too small for us, that this isn't even an option. That's yeah. exactly why we worked with them. So there's no company that's too small. At any point in the process, you'll either help them or tell them you don't need our help yet. Yeah. Get to this point and <laughs> we'll then. give them a shot. But yeah. Gifford, let me let you again as business development <clears throat> manager for the rest of the show. <laughs> Is there any company that's too big? No. I love it. You guys have the scale. Yeah. To handle anything, small or large. Yeah, Tempur-Pedic is one of your larger yeah. clients, Tempur-Pedic right? yeah. is one of the larger clients. If any, if it, if, it, if a uh, pillow promotion, you say that about three times <laughs> fast. I, no. <laughs> um, if, if it happens in the U.S., we send it out. Love it. So, so any company, any size, you can help them with. And right. it's not just products, but also promotions and, and stuff like that. I love it. Well, there's an assumption that, that companies like Tempur-Pedic have all of this in-house. And that's not the case. You know, people don't. I, I'm hoping listeners are, are are listening to our show and going, oh, okay, so this is how the ins and outs of, you know, behind the scenes works. And in January, we're going to go, um, I want to go and film some videos at FSI and kind of just show how it all works. Show that, look, this is a room where you may do a project that's a one-off. You know, this is where, you know, you keep something that only has a thousand units. This is where Tempur-Pedic is. And it's all of these things. And in Tempur-Pedic's case, they used to do it themselves. Uh-huh. And then they they looked at it and realized, you know what? This is not what we're in Financially, business to do. Financially, it didn't make sense, right? Yeah. Well, their core competency. They said, Let, oh. let's stick to what we do and then outsource this portion of it. So they were more concerned with it getting done right. Right. And, and all of these delivered correctly. Well, and the growth opportunity. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and just if anybody wants to know if you guys are competent at it, I believe your latest fulfillment uh, number was 99.998 or 95. Nine, a lot of nines. Like oh, a pregnancy test. It, <laughs> what, uh, we, we claim to average. We claim it, it is average over, you know, 99.95%. Love it. You know, over the years, yeah. and last year was 99.97, but, you know, hey. <laughs> Who's counting? Right. What's 0.02% among right. friends, it right? It could be a big profit, actually, on a large company, but <laughs> well, it's still the they're, they're killing it. Yeah, it does sure. matter. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, Gifford, for those, uh, those business owners, uh, business leaders, a company of any size, small or large, how do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, they can give us a call at uh, 678-391-5980 or send an email to info at fsifulfillment.com. And since you guys are about <laughs> relationships, it's going to either be you or Seth or Linda who gets back to them, correct? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Not me. Because you want to keep the business. Right. Yeah. We'd like to have a shot, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, so, I got it. I got yeah. it. Now, if they ask for Forrest. Right. We'll get, we'll let him talk. I can handle <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, Gifford Pace and Forrest Marbit, thank you guys very much for being here. Thanks thank you. for having us. Fantastic. I also want to uh, thank Chevy Arnold from CEA Consulting for being here. Um, you know, thank Tiffany, you. you know what I loved about uh, today's show? What's that? Um, we heard a lot about choices. You know, Chevy talked <laughs> about choices of, of different types of financing and she can help them mm-hmm. with those choices. We heard the guys from FSI talk about um, choices of how to ship and, and, you know, where to ship and where to store stuff and stuff like that. 
You know where I'm going with this? Yes. Do you want to do you want to go there for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said that like I'm sounding a little bit annoying and you're ready for the show no, to be I about just knew over. It was coming. Uh, Tom and his crew at choices to you.com has uh, been our partner from the first day we started yes. the show and we love them. And uh, Tom right now is in the midst of uh, working very closely with Santa. Yes, uh, in fact, closely. he is uh, tomorrow going to be part of the uh, Barbara Riley Foundation uh, breakfast with Santa. Yes. Right. And uh, if you don't follow Tom uh, Voris or don't follow choices to um, take you a peek at what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, it gives back to the community. Um, Santa is raising some money because of uh, some of the kids he's uh, known and they're not going to see Santa this year. Yes. Um, they're no longer with us. And so uh, Tom has been uh, raising money in their honor and uh, we just want to It's been going really well. A couple thousand going, dollars at least. So I love they, it. Love it. And yeah. thank you to our listeners who do that. Thank you for the people who use choice Um What they do, if you uh, haven't used them yet, why haven't you? Uh, they work with local restaurants to deliver food uh, hot and fresh. Uh, they're not... Uh, they're not uh, people pulling bags out of their trunk. They yeah. actually have fantastic <laughs> ways to uh, deliver the food as fresh as possible. Uh, you can also use them for catering, your office parties, anything you want to do. Uh, Choice to you can help them. So go to choice you.com, find out restaurants that they use uh, and you can start using them too. So just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Tom and choice. Yes. To Good team. Absolutely. We're, we're thankful to have them. Right. I'm, I'm excited about the show because I feel like we kind of just touched the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. and we need to have almost this exact same show again, five other times. Um, I, I love that idea. Yeah. You know what I love even more? If our listeners would reach out yes. to CEA yes. Consulting and to FSI and, and start a conversation, start an individual conversation, that would be fantastic. Or share questions them. they had from today's show so that we can dig in a little deeper because I know it's very overwhelming. I mean, I've been in that position myself where I went home after Shark Tank. I thought, I got this. And then I realized I don't have this at all. I'm so confused. I have no idea where to go with any of this, including fulfillment. Well, then my so. <laughs> last question for you on this show and for this year is, Tiffany, if people want to ask those questions uh, and go beyond the show, where could they go? TiffanyCrumans.com forward slash listen live. And we've got a little Facebook link. We started a group. Um, we've got about 100 people in there. <laughs> Just started it, though. So it's growing. Um, and we had some some people talking on there today that were um, asking about the show. So get in that group and ask us any questions. I mean, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. It doesn't matter if it has to do with the show that day. We're going to eventually cover if we haven't already. So and we'll bring we'll our ask. we'll bring our partners into the group and yes. maybe do some in twenty. You know, in the future we'll probably mm -hmm. do some you know some special shows and things like that. And you, some networking. It, we're going to do some local absolutely. networking groups that you're putting in place. Yep. So. Yep. So we're going to we'll take the take the show live next year. We're going to got a lot of stuff mm -hmm. in store. So if you're not listening, why not? Uh, 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 well, subscribe. they're not listening. They're not listening. They well, don't know you yeah. said that. <laughs> if, if you know someone who's not listening and they're involved in business, you know, get them listening. Uh, they can subscribe to their podcast service. They can subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review for us. That would be fantastic. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can join the group. Uh, you can email the show. Whatever you want to do, go to tiffanycrumans.com. You can also listen live. The show is broadcast live every Friday, streamed on GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. So for Trey and Mike, who helped produce the show, thank you very much to them. And for Tiffany, this is Stephen Julian. We'll see you next time on The Tiffany Crewman Show.